Welcome to the Heart to Biz podcast, the show for people to share their heart behind what they do. Be reminded why you started and discover what keeps you going. Here's Laurel and Shasta. Hi, I'm Shasta. And I'm Laurel. And on this episode, we will be hearing the heart behind Stuart as a senior health insurance broker and why he got into it and what continues to motivate him every single day. Hi, Stuart. Welcome to have you here. Full disclosure, I want everyone to know that Stuart is, uh, does take care of my family, uh, health, uh, senior health care. Um, one of us is on Medicare. And uh, I have bought other insurance products from him. So he's a personal family uh, agent for us and uh, been working with him for a very long time. So, so I'm excited to have you on, Stuart. And, um, uh, you know, obviously, I think you're one of the most knowledgeable guys about especially how complex uh, getting health insurance is nowadays and all the different options, even for Medicare. I mean, back in the day, you just went to the government, but now there's like, I don't know. I got so confused with the whole thing, Part G and D and B and C and I don't know. And I was so happy when you (laughs) knew everything to help us get the right coverage for our family. So welcome and thank you for being here. Well, thanks a lot. I greatly appreciate the invitation. And uh, I've known Laurel for uh, many years and had the pleasure of meeting Shasta recently. And it's been a lot of fun. So what got you into this type of business? Because I know like in kindergarten, elementary school, middle school, you weren't thinking I'm going to be an insurance broker, right? (laughs) Oh, you know, definitely not. I was going to be Jacques Cousteau. I grew up with a love of critters and the ocean, especially. I went to the University of Rhode Island for marine zoology. Um, I had friends who started a business. They were raising baby clams and that didn't seem exciting. It was not what, uh, Jacques Cousteau was doing. So, uh, I ended up getting a job working on boats and a ship and I was a merchant sailor for 12 years. Uh, I met a girl, uh, I was living in New Hampshire. She lived in California and we met at Mardi Gras in New Orleans. And shortly after that, I moved to California. And in February, we will have been married for 30 years. Uh, We have uh, two beautiful children. My uh, daughter, the big blister is about to be 26 (laughs) and go on her own medical insurance. And my son, the little bother is uh, 24, about to be 24. And so it's been a great adventure living uh, in California. My wife worked for a Fortune 50 insurance company and for just about 40 years. And we had lived in Southern California for a while. And when we moved to Northern California, they said, you know, you finally have the opportunity to open your own property and casualty insurance agency. So I did. And it wasn't a good fit for me. It's a great opportunity for a lot of people, but it wasn't a good fit for me. But during that time, I had the opportunity, you know, I was property and casualty licensed. 
and also life and health licensed. And I met a wonderful mentor. Um, his name's Sal Martinez. He's still in the financial industry. Great guy and guided me, um, mentored me in financial services. And we started dealing, you know, the focus was dealing with people who were retiring and uh, turning 65. And so that was the customer base. And I really like seniors for uh, an easy term to use. Um, they have a lot of wisdom. They, uh, they've developed their sense of patience and they have <laughs> the best stories. And uh, so we worked on their retirement funds and so forth, things like long-term care insurance, uh, IRAs, estate planning, life insurance. And 9-11 happened and the financial markets crashed. And it's true, if you wait around, they'll come back. And they did. But if your money's in the market and you have to draw on it, that's tough. And then we get to 2006 and the housing crash. And then we get to 2008 and 9 and another big market crash. And I realized that I don't have the emotional fortitude to have somebody else's money in the market under my management. I worry too much about how all that happens, especially for seniors. During that time, I put a little bit of Medicare under my belt, got to um, learn how that all worked. Uh, Medicare Advantage or Part C uh, <laughs> was becoming more popular. And so uh, I shifted my focus to that. And, you know, the rest is kind of history. I've been mainly focused on helping people with their Medicare insurance choices for the last 13 or 14 years. And it's been wonderful. I know you used to hang out in a little box at the Walmart, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, actually, it's a rather big box yeah. store, maybe. Um, so I affectionately call myself the assistant greeter at the Folsom Walmart. Um, I have a kiosk at the front door and have for uh, this will be 14 years. And um, it's been a wonderful experience. I get recognized by the community when I show up. So oh, that's that time again. Yep, time to start your Christmas shopping. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's fun. I have uh, many clients who I met at Walmart. Um, and it's a good place to, to meet people. You'd, uh, it has the height and breadth of the community. Everybody has to go to Walmart for something. And they all come in and um, take a few minutes to come by and say hi and chat. And sometimes it's about Medicare. It's <laughs> great. What is the most rewarding part of your job? Um, helping people to uh, understand their choice and uh, 
make an election that will serve their needs, save them money and get them benefits that they thought that they weren't eligible for. And then, you know, making uh, some of these people have become really good friends. I have uh, people who started out as customers and we're friends and we'll hang out, have coffee, see each other at the park or at a concert or restaurant. And, uh, you know, they're part of the Stuart Stackhouse Insurance Agency family. Like Laurel. Exactly. Exactly. And Cheryl. You know, that's one of the things I, I, I wanted to let kind of let people know is you are so patient. You know, Medicare is in one way really, really complicated and health insurance is really, really complicated. But I think people, it's more, people think it's more complicated than it really is, right? And it takes great patience. I mean, I watched you with Cheryl three months she was researching things and you were so patient and no pressure. And I know you were actually quite shocked when she turned around and called you and signed up finally. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, in that whole thing, you know, um, and with the long-term healthcare insurance and how complicated that was, you made it so simple. In fact, when I talk to people now about and complicated issues like escrow. I, I remember that one conversation that you, I, and Bruce and Cheryl had about um, how long-term healthcare insurance worked and all the different options. And um, you know, I kind of remember that scene. It's really easy to break things down for people. So I, I really want to let you know that I think you have this amazing talent for just getting where people are and kind of taking them along and showing them it's not scary, yeah. and, but it matters, right? The cho your choices matter, but remember, you can always fix it later too. So I just want you to know that I appreciate that um, as one of your clients. And I know that if I recommend you to someone, you're going to bring that level of um, care, understanding, heart, to getting them in the right spot and getting taking care of their business. So I just want you to know that. What do you do to stay so positive? You know, I know everybody has their little rituals um, for, you know, like I, I have my rituals every morning, what I do uh, and how I work with my team. And, and I know you have a team as well, right? I do. I do. I have uh, agents that are life and health agent uh, licensed um, in the state of California, and uh, I help them learn the intricacies uh, of Medicare insurance. Uh, I give them opportunities to uh, meet with the public, uh, uh, time and space at uh, my Walmart store. Um, we do a lot of case study because it seems, you know, pretty simple. Hey, it's, uh, I turn 65, I get Medicare, I pick a plan and then I'm done. But like a lot of things in life, the only constant is change. 
So it's, uh, we need to review things. What you have today may not be the most appropriate choice to make for next year. Um, there's uh, a couple of different things. Like right now, we just started this week. There's a national certification exam that uh, became available on Monday. And every year I get to slog my way through it, you know? And so it's a, um, a few days of going through and relearning, um, trying to pick up the nuances, the changes that they have. And uh, then each company that I represent, and I know that we're talking to the Sacramento community, uh, I'm appointed with all the companies that offer Medicare Advantage plans in Sacramento and the surrounding counties. Um, so I have to learn how all of those work and what doctor groups they work with. I um, help my agents learn which company fits for a particular person. You know, um, most of the time when we're talking about uh, Medicare, we have uh, a couple of spouses living under the same roof and they've been used to having the same health insurance together for the last 40 or 50 years. And when we get to Medicare, everything's really individual. So I help my agents and my customers, um, soon to be my friends, I hope, understand that, you know, your particular needs may be different than your spouse's. You know, you may need a different specialist. You may have different, you know, a whole set of prescription drug differences. And so that plan over there is a little bit more appropriate for you and will cost you a lot less money than if you stick with the one that your spouse is on. You know, even though it seems like the premium's less expensive, we're going to do that review and find out. And we have things changing all the time. You operate in real estate, you know? So when somebody sells a house and they move, if they move out of our county, there's a really good chance that they're going to need to change at least one of their health insurances. And people miss that because they have so many other things. Um, it's kind of, you know, I can't see the forest because of all the trees in the way. And then they get dropped from their insurance and they kind of get locked out until the next year. They do have a, an option or two. Um, the only big uh, company that I don't have the opportunity to work with is Kaiser Permanente. And they, you know, they're the perfect example. They, they developed the HMO um, model. Uh, there's a lot of our healthcare that's modeled on what they do. And for many things, they do a good job at it, but they keep everything in-house, including their insurance agency. So it's all, through, it's all through them. So if that's the right choice, I'll send somebody there. So tell us about your morning routine or your work routine. How do you kind of uh, take care of yourself? Uh, 
so that you can be on the ball. Um, do you do yoga or uh, <laughs> pray or uh, well, work out? I, you know, I kind of know you a little bit, so I'm giving you a hard time. Yeah. Oh, no, no, that's okay. Um, so uh, this may sound a little silly. Um, uh, first, you know, there is faith involved. Um, God helps me a lot. Uh, I rely on him. Uh, I am a Boy Scout and have been since I was six. And uh, I say the Boy Scout oath and law to myself. And that helps keep me uh, straightened out and a great way to live by. I have a big dog who likes to walk a long ways and walk fast. And so I have a somewhere between a three and a half and a four and a half mile walk every morning. Um, Pre-COVID, uh, I went to the gym and did yoga a couple of days a week. And um, I was the only guy in the class. And I think that amused a lot of the women that were watching me fall over. Um, but, you know, it, it, exercise is important. Um, I do my best to try and make the right choices for the food that I eat. And when I get up in the morning, I take a look at my calendar, see what I've got coming up in the day. Being self-employed, um, it's not show up at the office at 9 a.m. and take a half hour for lunch and get off at five o'clock. It's, it's all day, every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. If I'm out on the trail walking, I'll answer the telephone. Um, if it's, you know, I have customers who call me at 10 o'clock at night. Um, if I can take the call, I will, you know, or they leave me a message and they know that I'll get back to them. It's uh, a lot of it's planning, going through and paying attention to all the changes that the companies are constantly making to improve what they're offering. And I would say that in the last uh, 14 or 15 years that I've been focusing on Medicare, for the most part, the plans over time have uh, improved and uh, many of them have become more affordable with richer benefits for people. Uh, it's not always the stuff that people see on the big television advertisements on TV. Uh, there is a segment of the population that gets that, but it, you know, it makes the phones ring for those companies. Um, I'm on an honest and upfront to, to people about that's probably not going to work for you, <laughs> but you know, I'm happy to help get you as close as I can to what you're looking for and will, uh, be the most appropriate choice for you. What's the hardest part about your job though? Is it when you make the best recommendation for somebody and they still want to do whatever they want to do and you know that it's not the best thing for them? Well, I mean, you know, uh, that's part of life with everybody. So I wouldn't say that that's the, the hardest part. Sometimes the hardest part is dealing with customers who, um, over their lifetime through no fault of their own, or sometimes they avoided saving maybe enough money, uh, but they have a little bit of money. There's a, a spot where 
people who have very little money can get a lot of uh, public assistance and get good benefits. And it's nice to be able to help them that way. And then there's people who saved and picked up the right insurance and so forth, and they can afford um, their drug costs. The, the drug costs can make a huge uh, difference. And then there's those people that are kind of in between that spot and they need to take that medicine. And if they take the medicine, it's going to take food off the table and to try and help them is a huge challenge. And sometimes I can't have the answer uh, and I don't know, and there aren't, there isn't anybody else out there to help either. So they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. And that's the hardest part is to know that those people are there and there's not a solution for them today. So how do you handle that in your personal life when you do close your laptop screen and you turn your phone on silent and spend time with your wife and your dog and, and your kids? How do you get away from uh, the feelings of that you couldn't accomplish what you wanted to accomplish? Um, You're I've not had the enough... only business owner that's like that. What oh, no, no. Those things. So what do you do in those moments? Um, I rely on God. It's, you know, I don't have the answer for everything. And um, most things I think happen for a reason. I don't understand it and <laughs> humans can't understand the mind of God. Um, and, uh, but I, at the same time, uh, I have to give up some of that and uh, separate that a little bit, but I keep those people in the back of my mind. And uh, when things change or opportunities come up to help them, then, uh, oh, you know what? That may be a solution for Nancy's issue. And hey, Nancy, I got something that, you know, might help. We can't fix it today because we have uh, time periods, enrollment periods that we can operate in for people. But, you know, if I don't call you on October 1st, you make sure you call me on October 2nd. <laughs> and uh, uh, I think that I have a way that we can fix that program that you're kind of stuck in right now. Was there ever a moment throughout your career where you realized that this is exactly what I was meant to do? Um, yeah, I get... Um, Probably uh, 10 years ago, um, realizing that trying to do the other types of insurance that fit really well with a lot of people wasn't the, the fit for me. It, it's really about, you know, I'll come around to the Boy Scout thing, to help other people at all times, right? So if I help enough other people get what they want, um, I'll get what I want. Thank you, Mr. Zig Ziglar. And by the way, my wife is a redhead. Um, 
<laughs> some of you will get that. You know, some of you may know that uh, the, the quip from uh, Zig Ziglar. But, uh, you know, it, it really, I have to focus on doing what's best for other people. And if I help that and I can make uh, a little bit of a change in the world that helps other people for the better, then I did my job. And sooner or later, it'll come around and I'll get the reward I deserve. Generosity. Yeah. Yeah. So um, patience is a big part of that. Uh, if people have children, they understand patience. <laughs> they may not be able to practice it all the time, but they understand. What advice would you have for someone who has a passion that they want to have be their business? What what kind of uh, advice would you give to someone uh, who's either starting a new business, starting in a new business, or wants to create an enterprise out of what they're passionate about? I don't think that passion and business are necessarily equated. Um, you know, I was and still am passionate about the sea. Uh, I, you know, have a couple of journals I watch. I um, keep a nice saltwater aquarium. Uh, I watch Shark Week. <laughs> I like to scuba dive. And so that's all still part of my life. But I realized that that wasn't going to, um, for me, provide an income. And uh, so I think if somebody is passionate about something, it's um, important to look at how can you integrate your passion into a business that will allow you to support yourself and family, be able to save money and invest for the future, um, and still rewards you. Can you maintain that passion while you're slogging through uh, Excel files and tax receipts and all that stuff? Because that's important. Um, otherwise, you know, maybe take door number two or door number three, uh, which will provide you the opportunity to make a good income, to uh, help people, maybe employ. Uh, people and give them uh, a good income and the opportunity to provide for themselves and uh, save a little bit of money for the future and give you time to pursue your passion as a, a high level hobby um, or, or another part of your life, even if it's, you know, volunteering in the community, helping. Um, I have a, a a youth nonprofit that we operate uh, funds just for kids to raise money for local youth groups. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's it, it's been a lot of fun. It's it's been a lot of fun. It's been really challenging and um, haven't really figured out the key to it during COVID. But yeah, we have uh, a group and we. Um, try and save money for, uh, provide money for local youth groups, you know, um, Boy Scout troops, bands, uh, 
local community organizations uh, so that they have a little extra money. You know, I'm not giving away $100,000 to anybody, but every little bit helps to get them closer to what they want to be able to do to help those kids. You know, Stuart, you have such an awesome heart. It, it's so cool hearing uh, about like, little details of, of your work and your personal life and how even when you're off the clock, you are still working to make a difference in your community and the people around you. And it's, it's just such a blessing to hear. You remind me a lot of Laurel. <laughs> <laughs> she sets a good example. Well, I just really appreciate you being willing to share and uh, talk about your business and about Sacramento and the great things that are happening here and the great things happening in your business and, uh, you know, really supporting uh, our podcast. So really thank you a lot for coming on, Stuart, and um, we'll see you soon. I, it's time for me to redo my insurance. So we'll be talking. All right. That sounds great. What is the best way to get in contact with you for those who hear this podcast? Uh, my email is Stuart at SSIAonline.com. I, you know, if I point, oh, wait, that's I, it's that, you know, that's my website. Um, they can uh, get a hold of me there or they can call me 916-798-0869, um, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m., seven days a week. Thank you so much, Stu, for taking the time to share your heart with us. And I hope that it blesses people in the process. Me too. Thank you very much for the invitation. And uh, it was a joy to speak with both of you today. Thank you for listening to the Heart to Biz podcast. For more information on past or upcoming episodes, please visit hearttobiz.org.